0: This is Hannah. And this ain't Myron. Welcome to the Rye Bread and Mustard podcast. This episode's about Paul Goldsmith. Oh, excuse me, my bad. Aaron Goldsmith. All right,
1: I'm back. Yo, what up? This is Myron. And you are listening to hey the now. Rye Bread and hey now, the Rye Bread and Mustard. A Mariners podcast, the alternative underground back alley secret society, dive bar, speak easy style podcast of and about the Seattle Mariners. And that's right. This, you heard Hanno here. This is our newest episode. We are focusing on- Intro,
0: outro. We talked about that earlier yes. in the
1: bathrooms. Too, there you right? go. This is a big professional podcast here, right here on the Odyssey app or wherever else you get your podcast action from. And if you're on uh, Spotify, or especially Apple, if you're getting in there, make sure to rate and review us. You know what, Hannah? We like five-tool baseball players. Love them. But you know what we like more than that? Five-star reviews. Don't be afraid to give us that five-star review. And yes, we are talking about Aaron uh, Goldsmith. There's a lot of controversy going on If you don't know the story, this is we're here to tell you what's going on and the feelings about that And also just uh, talking a little bit of, uh, on what's going on here in Marinerland Anyways, I'm going to shut the hell up We're going to get right into this episode The newest episode of the Rye Bread and Mustard Mariner's Podcast That's going to start right now
0: Get ready to play hardball in the kingdom. Take me to the ballgame. I want to
1: see the ants. The mariners are playing hardball. Did it again and again and again. It again.
0: Princess Tours, the vacation company, brings you the best show in baseball when the San Diego chicken plays hardball with the Seattle Mariners and the Baltimore Orioles tonight in the Kingdom.
1: Alright, Hanno, we're back. Where in the hell am I? Where, what's going on here, Hanno?
0: Welcome back to the Pacific Northwest, and welcome back to the cabin here in Richmond Beach, Washington.
1: Yes, that is right. I'm not in Sky Harbor. I'm not in Los Angeles. I'm right back here in the Pacific Northwest. Happy to be bringing you the newest episode of the Rye Bread and Mustard, a Mariner's Podcast, the alternative underground back alley underbelly secret society speak easy dive bar style podcast thank you q card man for that help on the intro nailed it right anyways we're back here at the cabin uh they are always good hosts here this place is a good spot you know why it's been here since 1933 uh if you don't know where it is ask a local if you're not local check it out by searching uh the cabin and shoreline Anyways, this place has been here, like I said, since 1933. This was a hot spot for the sailors back in the day. Now it's a hot spot for the Mariners fans. You see what I did there, Hanno?
0: Good way to combine the two. All right.
1: Yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm winging it right here. So what's going on? We got a lot of hot press, hot pressing issues happening right now. But uh, give me the biggest story right now that's happening. One month, one month from the day Mariners' spring training game starts, if I get this episode out in time. That's right, one month from the start of you pressing play and listening to this. You'll be pressing play and listening to the sounds of the Mariners. Rick Riz, Dave Sims, Mike Blowers, maybe sometimes Dave Valley, maybe sometimes... Dan, the man, Wilson, maybe sometimes Angie Mentig, and Gary Hill, and Aaron Goldsmith, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, He's still going
1: to be there, right?
0: He will still be there. I mean, last week we heard that a report came out out of St. Louis saying that the Cardinals narrowed the field of uh, play-by-play candidates to two, and uh, one has ties to the St. Louis uh, area, and that man was Aaron Goldsmith. Aaron Goldsmith. Uh, Grew up uh, a Cardinal fan, grew up in the area, uh, was his dream job, and that was early last week, and later today, a lot of news changed, so that's how it all started, and a lot of Mariners fans were upset and de- sad and depressed about that, and really, really, really like Aaron Goldsmith. What's your thoughts on it?
1: Well, yeah, I, I, I do too, and it's kind of crazy because as players, for players, you know, we know their contracts or they're out there, right? You're on a three year, a five year, uh, this is an option, this is a player option. But we, we, and even maybe with the managers or the coaches, anybody else, one thing that this like jumped at me, jumped out at me and said, man, I got to start paying attention to the contracts of the people that are painting the picture and telling the story and, you know, being the soundtrack of our summers and, and our falls. And I was like, what? How? How is this even possible? And I, and I thought about it and I was like, pretty shocked. And I said, why would he do this? And why would he even entertain this thought? Especially given where the Mariners are and me being a Mariners fan and going, this is the hottest ticket around to me. Why would he even go there? And you were telling me that this is where he's from this is his hometown this would have been his dream
0: yeah absolutely and i'll get into it later exactly what he said but yeah this morning when we were talking about to talking about this this was the latest news everybody was thinking you know that there's a good possibility that goldie was moving on he was down to the final two i even heard some reports that they were starting to finalize contract options um i don't think it was a type of thing where he, I mean, he does national games for Fox too. But I don't think it was a thing where he was upset with his contract or his contract was up. I don't know that for a fact. But I know that, um, like, uh, like we talked about, it's his dream job, so he looked into it, and I'm sure he has that right to.
1: Yeah, and to be fair, like you know, St. Louis Cardinals are America, America's heartland. You know, like team, they really are. If you go to any of the all-star games or the world baseball classics and you go around and outside of maybe the yankees and the red Sox, and the, the it's cardinals they travel really 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 well um a lot of titles uh you know and you have the bucks uh so i mean i get it i get it if 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 you were announcing or part of you know, whatever the Minnesota Twins or something, and then the and then the Mariners thing came came along. You know, you'd be all over it.
0: Yeah, you and me, absolutely coming back home.
1: Yeah, sure. I understand that, but at the same time, if I'm Aaron Goldsmith, I'm glad this all this all worked out, right?
0: It ended up working out because earlier today, then um, he pulled his name out of the competition, and then it came out from the uh one of the major newspapers in st louis after that was announced that they are now looking to chip carey to replace um dan mclaughlin on the uh, cardinals telecast and uh goldie has remained quiet throughout this whole thing
1: and uh i bet he didn't even really want it out there
0: no yeah i
1: mean it's uh, you're probably right because it it is like one of these things it's it's not like treated like a defensive coordinator or a uh, offensive coordinator in football where you're like you know what Th- this other team's going to interview you and talk to you and give you possibly a head coaching position which you've deserved because you put us in this position whether it's you know in a league championship or a super bowl we see it every year in football and uh, you know, you start to see that in the off season and other sports. But with the announcers, like I said, you're like, this came out of nowhere. This was shocking to me.
0: Absolutely. I mean, you, you we listen to these guys 162 days out of year for three hours at least. You get at used least. to them. We've you been do. so fortunate to have great announcers in we all have. Seattle sports.
1: And you know what? That it has been a big thing. And I would love to hear what his reasonings for doing it which I think we already kind of figured out like hey this is my my hometown team that I grew up watching and visualizing and daydreaming that I was going to be calling their games and they came knocking from the work I did over here and at the end of the day we don't know what the answer of why it is but let's just kind of like think about why it is I, I I say it's like Look what happened last year, and it wasn't his first year here. He knows about, obviously, the the drought. He's been here for a decade. Wow. Ten years. So it's not like he j- just had a cup of coffee, but I do feel like now he's more respected than he ever has been, and there's a whole new fan base and fan base that has come back to the Mariners, and Goldsmith is the youngest person on that you know, announce team that we have right now. And if I'm him, I'm looking at this going like, man, I could be here for 30, 40 years. And also you got guys like Julio. You get to call his shit. You get to call Kirby's shit. And I mean, has anybody ever used the A-U-Henio uh, syllables like this dude has? I mean, he's, he's in a good spot. He's definitely... I think he just, again, I'm, I'm just playing uh, role playing here that I'm Eric <laughs> Goldsmith and I get to follow the Mayors. I just feel like you have a really good opportunity here if you're him and you're like, you have Dave Sims, you have Rick Riz, you have Blowers, you have all these like veterans that have been in the booth. You're the youngest tenured here and you've been here for 10 years. You're in a great, great spot of being the Mariners' voice forever instead of going back home sure and having your dream job but also filling huge huge shoes
0: yeah absolutely i mean he could be this generation's dave Niehaus, you know yeah i I mean very easily could i mean i look at it this way i want could it be a possibility that uh i mean there was nothing but praise for goldie on all the social media that I saw on disappointment, but understanding, knowing that that's where he's from. That's probably his dream job. Um, he's got the pipes. He's, he's very good with conversating with, with Blowers or Kruger or, or any of those guys, you know, he's got that skill. He's like it, the
1: Colin Jost from SNL of the announcing world. Yeah. Debate. And he
0: cra- his voice cracks, you know, when he gets up real excited, he's got great calls. I mean, he, his he's mista- yeah, his
1: mistakes turn into gems.
0: Absolutely.
1: Yeah, of course, he was, I've heard the story where he was a little embarrassed about that voice crack, but that has turned out to be like one of the best staple, you know, like sound bites. It's, it's authentic. It is. For us, we love Kneehouse. Uh, we love Rick Riz. Rick Riz is one of the best gentlemen you'll ever meet. Dave Sims as well. And like on the Mariners. Announced team, there isn't a weak link at all. If we would have lost Aaron Goldsmith, what are we doing? Probably upgrading Gary Hill, who I also love. I mean, we're that's the kind of depth this this announced team has. And just looking, maybe like fifteen years down the line, 10-15 years, you'd assume Sims and Rick Riz would probably retire. Probably Sims earlier, but you're looking fifteen years down the road. It could be a Gary Hill and. And uh, Goldsmith, you know, holding the reins down. And that that looks good.
0: Well, I mean, I love – you know I'm a Blowers guy. And I love the banter between Goldie and Blowers. I mean, they just rag each other like you and I do at times. You know what I mean? I mean, they got a good rapport. So, I mean, it's exciting to know he's back. He did just recently tonight, uh, Monday night at the time of this podcast, uh, put out a statement on Twitter saying – I was fortunate to grow up on St. Louis Cardinal Baseball. It will always be extremely special to me. But after 10 years, I've found a new home. Seattle is where I'm supposed to be, and calling Mariner Baseball is what I love to do. Thank you all from the bottom of my heart.
1: So that was that was really that nice. That is good. And you know what? He explored is, you know what? If I'm him too, maybe he flexed flexed here a little bit of going like, hey, man, I want to be on TV a little bit more, or I want to have a little bit more. Hey, Kevin Kremen, is he still running the running the show? <laughs> maybe I don't, any, I don't know yeah those maybe that I don't know who's running this show but just being like look man I, you know do you want me here okay I don't know what is going on you know you know in the backstage of how this is happening but again I don't think this is something that was supposed to come out you wouldn't think about this with announcers and just think about this where you said that he, he was hearing it a lot was he hearing a, Enough good stuff, or was he getting enough? Or was he getting a lot of shit for possibly?
0: I didn't see any backlash to this. See, I saw nothing but positive for Aaron Goldsmith. So the Mariners might have looked at it and said, obviously they own Root Sports. Maybe they had a, they had a, maybe it was some sort of, you know. And in Seattle, he, yeah, Who knows?
1: You, you can't just throw anybody out there to be one of our announcers. What was that? Uh, and Mar- uh, we had another Mariners announcer that just didn't work out here most recently. I don't know if you remember the guy's name, but he was in between Dave Niehaus. It's during this era. Do you remember the guy's name?
0: Oh, Ken Levine.
1: Was he on there?
0: He he was. He might have been later. Just subbing in for Dave, but I just always remember Dave Sims was the one who kind of seemed like slid right in there. Well, I could be I Dave could be Sims missed.
1: was back Rally Fries, still in the oh seven, oh eight, oh six years. But there's somebody else that didn't work out. That Carl Tart did a storytelling competition, and one of the judges, I forgot, we'd have to look up the guy's name. Yeah, but he he like introduced himself to Carl and he's like, I'm a Mariners announcer. He goes, nobody likes me. <laughs> yeah, it's probably Ken Levine then. Yeah, he said, no. <laughs> he's already done his 10 years here and I would say as much as I love Rick Riz and remember Rick Riz from the Kingdom, uh, Rick Riz left once. He went to the Detroit Tigers and was an announcer and then came back to the Mariners. Most Mariners fans today might not know that but he did that and i feel like if he left the mariners and went home he would have a hard time getting over on the crowd even though he's a a local guy because those are big shoes to fill and i could have saw him coming back here and being like man you built up all this love why would you leave it and you know what he might not have wanted to leave this this is just something that what the Cardinals put out there or somebody put out there. I'm sure he didn't want this going out there. And maybe this was a blessing that this went out there. He's like, hold on, hold on, hold on.
0: Yeah, I think uh, the first article I saw was a blog um, post where I was talking about that I saw last week where two guys were the finalists for the job. And then, obviously, recapping today, um, he came out and said that he was pulling his name from it. Then the St. Louis... Major newspaper said that Chip Carey was involved. So, I mean, it's also hard for Goldie. I mean, he, it's like any hard rough road, apprenticeship, whatever job or, you know, doctor or lawyer, whatever pecking or your way to work your way up. He's This is his first big league job, um, and it's from the Seattle Mariners. So he's got some probably some loyal, loyalty from them and some good feelings and enjoys it here. I mean, I'm sure that he has a great time with Blower's and all those guys. You know, that's a, it's he'd be going into a new uh, a market he knows but working with a different crew, Bally Sports. I mean, I don't know if there's a big difference or if it's an easy transition. I always thought, you know, you're talking earlier about how maybe he would get more TV time. I always noticed that he would mostly work during the week and sims on the weekend, and I always thought that was the case because he would go to Fox on Saturdays usually and call a Fox one of the fox games of the week you know so maybe that's going to change so he doesn't have to do that i'm not sure so it'll be interesting to see if there is a, a shuffle in how the uh mariner tv broadcast is run
1: yeah you know there is always that flip-flop but what's kind of cool about that flip-flop is that it matches a bunch of people up differently and especially in the playoffs it I know we were watching the games over at CJ's house. If you're following along, that's the the sports den place. But when you go and listen to the uh, radio recordings, it's everybody kind of mixed, matched up, which I would like to see a little bit more of that. I would love to see Rick Riz on TV, honestly. well, <laughs> to, well I mean, We don't I, get to see him. It TV. probably
0: slipped your mind, but do you remember when we were young kids? It would always switch up. Dave would go first through one through five innings, and then he would go to radio, and then Riz would come over or vice versa. Um, That's how it was. It was a much smaller crew, you know, and Red always was, Ron Fairley was the color guy, and he'd always stay on TV. So, I mean, it's bigger crews now, but it'll be interesting to see how it works out. Major League Baseball presents Big League Tips. Here's how to figure an earned run average. First of all, take the total number of earned runs that you've allowed, say 20, you divide that by the number of innings that you've pitched, let's say 80. Now, that'll give you a figure, 80 into 20, of 0. .250. Now, you take 0. .250, multiply that by 9 to give you a number of runs per 9 inning. This would be 2.25. An ERA of that, you'd be pitching awfully well. Baseball fever. Catch it.
1: Well, speaking of the former crews, I just pulled up the history of the Seattle Mariners uh, broadcasting team. And it starts with Ken Wilson, uh, 1977 to 82, and 2001 to 2012. So I'm wondering if that's the guy Carl Tart because that seems about Ken Wilson. Because it looks like he did five years here, then he was part of the team in 11 and 12. Uh, Dan Wilson, uh, this is incorrect information, Uh, 2011, 2012, he's constantly always back. Dave Valley, he's somebody that. 97 to 2006, he was, you know, part of the team. Then we had uh, Wes Stock, 82 to 83, never heard of him. Joe Simpson, 87 to 91. remember him very well. You remember Joe Simpson? Oh, yeah, and
0: then Joe left, and he went to TBS when, you know, when we were Yeah, he was a brave. With the Braves, yeah.
1: We had another guy named Billy Sample in 1992. Just got a sample of him, I guess. Don't remember him. Uh, no, just a sample. Uh, sorry, trying to get that joke over. Uh, Don Poirier, 81. Obviously, don't remember him. Uh, Amori P. Gonzalez, Spanish announcer, 2003 to 2006. Uh, Tom Pacriot, 2001. Well, this guy, Tom Pacriot, Pacreat, 2001. Interesting. Uh, a guy by name uh, Dave Niehaus. 77 to 2010 Hall of Famer. Uh, we also had Ken Levine, like you said, which also might be that guy. 92 to 94, 2011 and 2012.
0: I would book that it was Ken Levine. I mean, he was a he was a comic guy. We should look into him or something. And he was he was like a big nerd and thought he was funny. I mean, I don't know. Some people might have liked him. He was just he wasn't the right guy to fill in right after Dave
1: Dave speaking of Dave we have Dave Hendu Dave Henderson he was there 97 to 2006 and 2011 2012 love Dave Henderson part of the Oakland A's part of the uh, what the, the, the big infamous um, Boston Red Sox 86 ALCS home run that he hit off of the Angels pitcher and the Angel pitcher apparently took his own life Possibly because of that situation, as as far as the media. Wow, that's pretty dark shit. But Hindu was a really awesome guy. I remember meeting him uh, when I was playing baseball. Remember we'd go train at Hindu's ball yard out there. Absolutely,
0: he did pregame like you said, like Valley and a lot of guys. Um, yeah, rest in
1: peace. Henry. Rest in peace. My favorite story about Dave Henderson, as I remember, we were I was, I don't know, Shoreline or Short Crest High School. We were there for some tournament, and he was standing behind a home plate, and we were all looking at him. Some other teams were playing before we were going to play, and he goes, you looking at this? And he held up his World Series ring. He goes, you guys want to see this? And we went down there, and we looked at it, and he goes, he held it out so we could look at, at his World Series ring. He goes, this is what you get when you beat everybody. Just remember that. Um. uh then we had oh here we go here's some star power In 1991 we had Greg Gumble Greg Gumbel was a Mariners announcer
0: I think don't Gumb- remember
1: that I think the Gumbles are from Seattle uh here's a here's a name I never heard Billy uh Freehand 7980 Ron Fairley, Big Red. My grandfather could not stand listening to this guy. Rest in peace, Greville Bud. And also, rest in peace, Ron Fairley. But he was from 93 to 2006, 2011,
0: and 2012. Well, yeah, I mean, he's ca- Captain Obvious, but that's what's kind of funny about him, you know?
1: Yeah, and we had Julio Cruz, uh, 2002 to 2021 for the Spanish language. Uh, I think he passed away, didn't he?
0: Yeah. I- I bl- yeah, yeah, just recently. Yeah. Last couple of years. Yeah.
1: And uh, Chip Carey, like we were just mentioning, who's the other guy who up f- up for the uh, Cardinals job, correct? Yeah. Harry Carey's grandson. Yeah. If you remember Chip Carey, uh, he announced for the Mariners from 93 to 97. Those were some good years. Uh, if you watch the. Uh, OJ documentary on it there you go copy everything comes back to OJ everything comes back to wrestling everything comes back to JFK if you're an avid listener of the show Uh, if you're listening or watching if you're watching the uh, ESPN doc which is June 17th 1994 which is a documentary on when the OJ chase happened and what was going on in the sports world they used the uh, Knicks and uh, the Houston Rockets, uh, what was it, Game 7 or Game, I don't know, some game in the, in the championship. There was whatever was going on in golf at the time. It was at the Masters. I don't follow golf. There's also the for the hockey, uh, for the NHL, there was the New York Rangers parade. These were all the things that they were covering on TV. And then baseball was obviously in June in the middle of the season. So they used the Mariners and the Royals footage in that documentary. And really? Chip Carey is the announcer, and Griffey hits a home run in the first inning. Anyways, just a nice little uh, piece of Chip Carry history. And yes, he's Harry Carey's uh well, Yeah,
0: and I mean all those all the Carries they grew up in St. Louis. Uh, both of them called Cubs games. Uh, you know, Harry called the, the Cardinals for a year, even to, as well. Well, there
1: you go. There. Why would you want to step in there and be like, this is the guy? That cock blocked Harry Carey's grandson, the lineage uh, of the Redbirds. I mean, that—that's a whole other thing. Be like, I don't want to be that guy, especially the way social media is now.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're right there. <laughs> we
1: solved the fucking case. We also have Jay Buner on here. It only says 2002 to 2005, 2011, 2012. Uh, I feel like he's been back. Before that, I'm guessing this is just like if you were full time.
0: Yeah, and I don't remember him ever full time. He was like the Tuesday guy. <laughs> <You> <laughs> oh, <he> shucks!
1: Has- <laughs> yeah, tracks, 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 tracks. Tell him the Bones <laughs> sent you. The one thing about Jay Buhner is I liked how he was as a player. As an announcer and, and, or a spokesperson, he's just been too easygoing, too big heart. I want him to be more like the bone, you know what I mean?
0: His intensity?
1: Yeah, yes, yes. It's kind of like if you watch wrestling, there you go, Kope. we're coming back to you. Uh, the Undertaker is now Mark Calloway. And You listen to him talk and you're like, I don't like any of this. I don't, I want the Undertaker. That's how I always felt about Jay Buhner. Then, uh, last two we have on here Nelly, uh, Breeze, 1995. Don't remember him, Nele Breeze. And then he must have been when they were on a uh, strike or something like that. Uh, and oh, we have Kent Brett, Ken Brett, <laughs> 1980. Hi, this is Mariners Baseball. I'm Ken Brett. It's 1986, and our team sucks. Yeah, so I guess he, <laughs> So that was our team, and then, of course, we have to give uh, our current broadcasting, Rick Riz, Dave Sims, Mike Blowers, Aaron Goldsmith, and Alex Rivera, holding down the Spanish language uh, channel since 2007. And, of course, Gary Hill. Wow, they're giving him no love here on the... Uh, Oh, we're going off of Wikipedia. The stat department gave me Wikipedia. So if any of this shit doesn't add up, that is why.
0: NBC Sports presents the 1979 All Star Game from Seattle's Kingdome. It's the All Stars of the National League versus the best of the American League. The 1979 All-Star Game is brought to you by Chrysler Corporation. See the mileage makers at your Dodge or Chrysler Plymouth dealers. And by the newest member of Gillette's All-Star Team, Foamy Tropical Coconut Shave Cream. Every shave is like a trip to the tropics. And by the Miller Brewing Company, Brewers of Miller High Life. If you've got the time, we've got the beer. And by Polaroid, makers of the SX-70 Sonar, the world's smartest camera.
1: I'm happy that Aaron Goldsmith isn't going anywhere. And you don't want to know why it wouldn't work in St. Louis. One... You'd be the guy that blocked Chip Carey from coming back there. Number two, you got Paul Goldschmidt. That's just too confusing, right? Goldschmidt. 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 In fact, before we recorded this episode, we had to restart it because we were calling him Goldschmidt and the other guy Goldschmidt. So I think also we solved the case of why this wouldn't have worked.
0: Hey, yeah, I... I was making that mistake. You're exactly right. So, good. Separate the two.
1: So, what are your some of your favorite calls by Goldsmith that, that you'd have to point at right now? Let's just right off the top of your head. I wish we could use the footage, but we're not a uh, Bonneville Root Sport uh, podcast. We're here on the Odyssey at- Network and the Odyssey app, which you should download. If not, you can get this wherever else you're getting your podcast. But I mean,
0: me- uh, last For last year's, I really liked his home run call for Eugenio Suarez. But one of my favorites that I do remember is like, I I can't remember who hit it, but it was like in a park where there was nobody in the upper tank or in the outfield. And there was just like one fan right there. And it was crushed about 15 rows up to him. It just landed in the seats and stayed there. And he mentioned how that fan got their steps in that day. (laughs) You
1: know? (laughs) Yeah. I I do remember the Jake Fraley one when, you know, he snagged that catch, which is probably going to be Fraley's highlight of his career. Uh, Not talking shit, but it is such an awesome catch. And that's where the cracking of the voice happened. Yep. He also had Julio's Grand Slam call, which was pretty good. But, yes, the A. Eugenio Suarez game winner against the Braves – was something special? It definitely was. What What do you say when they run them? They're waiting for you. They're waiting for you. When everybody was at home plate, I mean, it was just the perfect energy from him and the perfect energy of like who Suarez is, right?
0: Absolutely. And what what also makes it a lot of people like about him and other what makes announcers great is giving the call and then getting out of the way to get. You know, to absorb the crowd and the yep. atmosphere.
1: Absolutely. I mean, if you think about it, let's just... Junior's our guy, right? Griffey's our guy. Anybody else can call his home runs. It doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't matter if it was Harry Carey. doesn't matter if it was Bob Costas. It doesn't matter. Brett Musburger. It doesn't matter. Dave Niehaus. Nobody has ever gone, Swag on a belt! It! You know, just like the pitch, the wine, you know, like this, I can't even do it. I'm not even going to embarrass no. myself. It's giving me chills right now. No, just like that, they just go hand in hand. It's almost like a DJ and an MC.
0: Absolutely, and like when Junior was on, it, let's talk about Junior real quick, and home runs on that eight home run, eight game home run streak We're actually fairly got the call, and it was, see you later, real quick, you know, so real I mean. Quick. Yeah, God, announcers—they're—they're they're part. Of, they bring the game to us. They're, we're they we're all a big family, you know.
1: They ap- absolutely. I—I I remember. I've told you this before. During COVID, uh, yeah, I we, went down to the beach. Like one of the first times, like my girlfriend came down this way. We went down. We were down in Southern California, and we just got a room somewhere because you couldn't go anywhere. You couldn't go to any bars. The yeah, Mariners. Could, the watching the games was stupid. You have to watch the cardboard cutouts, and we just sat there on the beach, and we were just. I was like, turn on the Mariners game, and we just were just real, just really, really soaking in how big of a treasure even Rick Riz is, right? I mean, Rick Riz is just a calming, kind of guy for that time period, where he's, you know what I mean? He's just, he's got his toy drive. We we do, we love who he is. Also, Dave Sims. Let's think about the call in two thousand and one, when we were going into I think it was Game One sixty one, right? You know, just to have it. Two
0: thousand twenty
1: one. Yeah, what did I call it? Two thousand. Oh, okay. sorry. Two thousand twenty one. Two thousand. Yeah, it's okay. We'll edit that out. No, two thousand twenty one. Uh, Dave Sims's call was pretty magical as well
0: yeah and when the mariners started videotaping their calls and being able to see them i mean it just brought those guys stature to life even more it was just incredible
1: absolutely and with with goldsmith i think he has that chance now to be that voice for many generations he's our age he might even be a couple of years younger uh, but uh Yeah, I would say he's a
0: couple years. Yeah, ago. let's not give up that he's math on here. <laughs> yeah. All right,
1: but you know what I mean? He he has the chance, you know, some of these Hall of Fame, these these uh what do they call it? The the Frick Yeah what is it called in the, it's the like, Ford Frick the
0: Ford C. Frick Award that yeah, House won? You
1: gotta put in thirty yeah, Ford C. Frick Award. You gotta put in thirty to forty years to even be thought of. You know, like, look, we have a Mariners announcer in the Hall of Fame for being a Mariners announcer. If he wasn't fucking out of this world good and you were a Mariners announcer, you would have no business in that fucking Hall of Fame. That's how good Dave Niehaus was.
0: Yeah. I mean. Right? Yeah. We could do an hour's worth of talking Dave, you know.
1: No, yeah. I mean. Let's be honest. Maybe or maybe not, this podcast and maybe its name <laughs> could possibly not exist if there wasn't, you know, Dave Niehaus. But yeah, you think about these players that are that are linked to people. Even though Bob Costas isn't a Yankees announcer, he he's definitely linked to some of the better Yankee highlights that there's out there. Obviously, Buck is.
0: Well Buck's dad was the Saint Louis Cardinal announcer for all those Exactly.
1: Years. So know.
0: uh and he had all those memorable calls, you know, working the World Series. We'll see you tomorrow night, you know.
1: Absolutely. Uh you know, Al Michaels is one who that we we think of it more of as a football guy, but Al Michaels has done uh quite a quite a bit of uh baseball announcing. He's actually a Hall of Famer and you know, you kinda think of him, you kinda think of uh Monday night football, right? Like any of the but
0: when we were young kids, you know, before cable and ESPN had all the rights, remember there was like, I think it was NBC or CBS had the game of the week, and, and Mike My- Michaels would be one of the guys on the calls. Uh, yep. I mean, it's hard to believe now. Every game is on TV yeah. if you if, it's
1: available to you if you want it. Another guy's John Miller. I when every time I hear oh, yeah. John Miller, I think of Barry Bonds. I think of, of, I, fit, I think of Sunday night baseball.
0: Absolutely, right? John Miller and Joe Morgan. App? Great, great way to spend your Sunday nights.
1: Yeah, uh, we should definitely do another announcer episode. I know we had a lot more stuff to talk about on here. I guess uh, you know uh, we had a, a new Mariner signing. Who gives a shit? Well, I mean, I, we can bring it up. I, I think this is just the Goldsmith episode, Hannah. I think I think we ought to just land right here on the Goldsmith episode. Uh, okay. All right. Well, actually, you, you, yeah, but you're the Kurt Loader of that's fine. <laughs> Sometimes the, the guys at the network come marching into the network headquarters and go, I got a story. So give me some news to end this episode. Well, on the player side of the Mariners,
0: they signed another player. They signed uh, Tommy Lestella. Um, he played with the Giants last year in 2022. Uh, infielder. He uh, – he only played 12 games in the field last year for the Giants. The oh rest, He was at DH. Um, he'll probably be getting most of it bats facing right-handed pitchers. Um, is a career 270 hitter against right-handed pitchers. And to make that move, the Mariners had to uh, designate for assignment Justice Shepfield on the 40-man roster. So that brings an end to the James Pax and to Yankees. To the Yankees back in two, uh, 2018, trade with the uh, Department of Justice Sheffield, the latest guy to go. And before that, this year, Eric Swanson was traded to Toronto, and then Dom Thompson Willis was DFA'd a few years ago. So the uh, Yankees now trade with the Mariners for um, James Paxson is a wrap.
1: It's, oh, well, oh boy. It was a fucking. <laughs> It was a fucking disaster all around. Yeah. I remember being there in 2021, and I watched him pitch those fucking 24 pitches.
0: You know, I got to tell you, this some guy put online the greatest hits of uh, Justice Sheffield, and it was a great video. I, maybe we could play it, but it was him, and they, I forget what music the, the guy put to it, but it was all these games that Justice Sheffield pitched, and he was just getting raked. I mean, every pitch was right down the Broadway, and it was getting crushed.
1: Those are all words I would use with word association when of I think Genesis of it, it's pitching. Yeah, but yeah, I guess we will call this segment uh, the James Paxton <laughs> trade is a wrap. The lineage is done. Okay, we got Tommy Listella. So when I when I what you've told me and the stats that the stat department just put in my face right now. Okay. I'm bas- he's basically like he can play a little bit of second base, right? Play a little bit of third. Can maybe play some first. Does he play outfield?
0: I hope not.
1: Well, <laughs> he's a uh, below defender as well. So I guess on days when uh, Wong or uh, uh, Ty France or – Eugenio or one of our outfielders needs a, a day off. He'll be the guy to go in and go over for 4 and maybe make a crucial error. Well,
0: what's so crazy we about We need me? one of those guys. Yeah, I mean, two years ago, these were the two guys, Wong and Listella, that Jerry was, you know, supposedly in on to get here, and it didn't work out, you know, with Kelton going to the Brewers and Listella going to the Giants. So if, two years late, hopefully it works out for him.
1: Yeah, I can't, you know, I get tired of that kind of talk. Always when they're like, hey, we were in on him like five years ago. And when he was in 2015, you know, he was an all-star in 2016. You know, he had some injuries and 17, 18 didn't go the way they wanted him to. Then we had the COVID thing. Then it was tough. to. And I'm sick of hearing that shit. But anyways, welcome to the team. Tommy (laughs) Listella. Love to have you on the Rye Bread and Mustard Mariners podcast. If you make the squad, that is all right. That's a way to finish. I know we had a lot more shit to talk about. We were going to talk about Artie Moreno and the Angels. Uh, he took him off the market. Holy what happened there? Okay, a ghost. I guess that there was. Would, coming I think our that fireside chair. I the think cabin. I think that was Jiminy Cricket saying, "Hey." Uh, they're still they're still down there. Everything is good down in Disneyland. There's also $10 tickets. That's what else we had there. What's going on with that?
0: Yeah, the Mariners came out and said every game they will have $10 tickets. So I don't know if that's going to be the center field section or what, but they'll have an allotment of $10 tickets, which is good news for the fans. And know? good news
1: if you want to make some money when the Yankees or the Blue Jays come down. buy those things, uh, flip them on a uh, StubHub. Yeah. And uh, another thing we want to talk about the Mariners.
0: That's Why we couldn't get that good t- big time left fielder though?
1: Yeah, there you go. We got <laughs> to jump. Ten dollar tickets. tickets. You yeah, you're not you're not. Uh, we can't afford this. But with the Mariners also, did they did sign a mental skills. Uh, co- what's it called? Mental. It's for mental health. It's a good thing. Give me the name, Hannah. Get the stat department on it right now.
0: Yeah, the Mariners Man an announcement. Um, Kellen Lee is coming from the Giants. Uh, He announced that he's joining the Mariners organization as a mental skills coach. Uh, He spent three years with the Giants, like I said, and he's looking forward to what's ahead with the Seattle Mariners. So, um, you know, I mean, these guys, I mean, would you like to have a mental health coach as a player? Fuck yes. Yeah.
1: I think this is the thing. This This is good shit. Absolutely. I think it... I mean, as a fan, too, if you're just being a selfish fan, you're like, hey, you want your guy to bounce back at something to look for? But, you know, on a human level, that is an awesome thing. Um, I'm glad they're addressing that. Um, I'm sure lots of players, I'm sure all of us that have been through things have, you know, wished whatever job or whatever whatever profession we're into uh provided this for you maybe maybe this is something that some people with good insurance with with good jobs and good insurance have um you know and and i would think that the baseball players union could afford to have this as also with the uh the organization
0: yeah i mean we've not been in big stadiums but been in big games in our lifetimes for what we considered and and not came through I mean it's rough think about these guys with 50,000 fans ninth inning you know and then hearing about it on sports radio or what have you maybe they're maybe they're able to block it out but you know Well I mean, if you
1: if you can have two fucking hitting strategists on the TV you could have a mental maybe, head. Yeah that's strategy. true too Yeah exactly and maybe he's going to counsel them on like What were you thinking there? You know, let's talk about it. Anyways, we're happy to be back up here in Seattle doing this podcast. I'm glad you guys can enjoy the newest episode here on the Odyssey app or wherever else you're getting your podcast action from. Also, if you always want to check us out on the socials, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter. We're not on TikTok yet, but we do have a YouTube page. Go and check us out. Also, if you want to email us, if you just really want to just give us a strongly, strongly worded email, it is Podcast at gmail.com. We'll be back later this week. We're going to be, we got some good episodes lined up here. We got a lot of good stuff. We had a nice little powwow here today. Anyways, I'm going to shut the hell up. Give a shout out to the cabin up here in Richmond Beach. Hanno, you know what fucking time it is. Church. And that's a wrap